I'm Monica Olson. And I'm Jennifer Walsh. And you're listening to the Biophilic Solutions Podcast, where every other week we sit down with experts and thought leaders across industries in order to explore the innate connection between humans and nature and why we need nature to thrive. We truly believe that in order to tackle the global environmental problems we're facing, we as humans must reconnect to the natural world and come to a better understanding of how we fit in and how we are so interconnected. So in every episode, we'll interview new guests that help us uncover and highlight nature-based solutions to get us on a path to greater health, tackling climate change, and ultimately getting outside and connecting with nature. So let's get to today's episode. Hey, Jennifer. Hey, Monica. So Jennifer, before we get into today's interview, I wanted to quickly bring up something we talked about way back in season one. Do you remember when we had Florence Williams on the podcast? Okay, so I like where this is headed. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So remember with Florence, we had this beautiful conversation about how nature boosts mood and eases anxiety, generally makes us happier and healthier. But I remember that one of the things we asked her when we got started was, what do you tell somebody about getting outside in nature if it's not something they have much experience with? Oh, yes. I totally remember that now. So we were totally expecting Florence to give it this very philosophical sort of biophilic answer. And she told us the first thing you need to do is get really good gear so you're comfortable in outdoor spaces. And I remember loving that so much because it was such a solid, practical advice. Oh my gosh. I love that so much too. It was such a funny, unexpected moment from Florence, but also so very important. Yeah. So with that in mind, we're going to tell you about who we're talking with today. Yes. Okay. So today we're talking with Lindsay Linda Mulder, who is a senior director of brand marketing at Merrill, an outdoor shoe company that I'm sure many of our listeners know and love just like myself and you. Yes. So Merrill is an industry leader in the outdoor space. But what you may not know is that they are doing really incredible work in areas of sustainability, inclusivity, and especially focusing on how to bring people from all walks of life, all backgrounds, all fitness levels into the outdoor space. Yes. And I'm so excited to share this conversation with our listeners because we talk so much about the impactful ways that outdoor brands can take action on behalf of the planet, opening up the outdoor industry to more people, and even how we can start to rethink self-care. All right, so let's get to our conversation with Lindsay. Lindsay, hey, how are you? We're so thrilled to have you with us today on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Monica and I have been talking about you for weeks, if not months. We're such big fans of Merrill and your work at Merrill. So we've been waiting for this conversation forever. So let's just dive in and let's get a little bit more about your background and your role at Merrill. So my name is Lindsay Linda Mulder. I've worked for Merrill since late 2019, which has felt like such a totally wild ride because of everything that happened. It was like I was just getting here and getting my feet wet and all of that. And then the global pandemic came and turned everyone's world upside down, including mine. I've been sort of a shoe industry person for a very long time. And if only I would have known when my first job was working in a shoe store, fitting shoes on older ladies' feet, that that was like (laughs) the beginning of my, my shoe journey. I never could have predicted it in that moment for sure. But it's been really fun. So I've been in the industry for a long time. I've been a part of Wolverine Worldwide, which is 
the parent company of Merrill and was working in some of the other brands and always loved Merrill and admired Merrill. Merrill was a big brand that was an industry leader and then got the awesome opportunity to come and join the team in late 2019. And at that moment, I had two really little kids. Like they were at the time two and four or three and five or something like that. And when I got here, I was starting to like do some research and just see what was going on in the outdoor space and can vividly remember reading this article about the alpha generation, which was my kids and about how the alpha generation would be so different than so many other generations. And one of the key things about them is that this interest and desire for wellness in the outdoors. And Mm -hmm. I grew up with a mom and dad who said, go outside and play all the time, go outside and play, go outside and play. And then I've watched my nieces and nephews and kids who are teenagers right now grow up with technology. And it's so, so good, but also it's so, so different than how we Mm -hmm. grew up and how I know our kids will grow up. And so it's been really exciting for me to like personally have these two little kids in my family now and want to raise them in a way that's like go outside and play and then be able to connect that with what I'm doing at my job all day, every day. So that's amazing. I love it. So how old are the kids now? They're five and seven. Yeah. It, mine are 16 and 18. Well, actually it's my 18th birthday today. And oh you know, it is that where we live, it's great to get them outside, but you know, it's a struggle because the devices yeah. are very enticing. Meryl, I didn't realize that it was executives from Rosignal, the ski company. And as somebody who grew up skiing, like Rosies were like the super cool, <laughs> yes, you know, in the 80s to have. It was very, are the founders still involved? Tell us a little bit about the arc of the history of the company. Started in 1981 and it started because they were making boots for themselves and began making them for others as well. Clark Mattis, who is one of the founders, is still involved. So he's still works with the product team on a daily basis, which is really cool. Like Merrill's a brand that has been around for a long time in the outdoor space and so has a ton of credibility and authenticity. But we're not that old that we are in that heritage space necessarily. And so it's really cool Mm -hmm. to have a connection to people who invented the brand. And I think the thing that has stayed really true for Merrill over all of that time is this desire to make your experience outdoors better and more enjoyable. And a good pair of boots or a good pair of shoes definitely is something that helps do that. And so the Mm -hmm. brand got acquired by Wolverine Worldwide in the 90s and has continued to grow since then and really has grown globally. And so we sell Merrell's in every corner of the world in multiple countries. And again, it's just we've done a lot of consumer research over the last couple of years. And what we consistently find is that people are always more similar than they are different, really. And Mm, that there are people who maybe the nuances of exactly how they enjoy the outdoors will look a little bit different if you're in Shanghai, China versus Denver, Colorado. But the motivations for why you want to go outside and the things that you get from it and the benefits of it are so largely the same with consumers all over the world, which is really cool. And then I think for Merrill in the last handful of years, The outdoor industry is a really, really special industry. There's big brands and there's little brands and there's this shared love of the outdoors and the adventure and everything that you find out there. But the truth of the matter is like, it can be a little bit insular sometimes. And if you're in it, you're in it. But if you're Mm -hmm. not in it, you're like, what is it? And do I belong here? And is this a space for me? And I think what we realized 
for us at Merrill is that the outdoors is for everyone and everyone belongs in the outdoors, but there definitely are people who don't feel like they belong. And so we take it really seriously that it's our job as a leading outdoor footwear brand to make sure that we're like breaking down some of those barriers and making sure that people everywhere do feel welcome in the outdoors. And I think sometimes it feels like, oh, if you're a really like welcoming, inclusive to everybody brand, maybe that you lose some of your sharp technical edge, or maybe you're not mm. quite as like hardcore serious, but it's just not the case. You can be both. You can create highly technical, super capable products. And you also can invite everybody to participate in the outdoors, whatever the outdoors looks like to them at the same time. They're not a mutually exclusive thing. And I think we've gained a lot of momentum in the last handful of years in that space and like with that approach. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm seeing that a lot across Merrill because I've been such a fan of the brand for so long, but especially since the past, I say like past four years, I'm seeing so much more inclusivity, different groups of people really walking and hiking and and you're really supportive of these missions and initiatives. Do you want to talk about some of those initiatives that you have in place that might have been just in the past few years that you're seeing the takeoff and the excitement and the interest? I think for us, it really starts like with our purpose and It's really fun to work on the Merrill team, but it's really interesting because in all of my career, I've never seen so many people collectively really connect Mm -hmm. to a purpose and take it seriously and have it be something that does guide the work of the things that we're doing. And so for us, it's about sharing the simple power of being outside with everyone. And as good marketers, we like herniated over every word that we put (laughs) in the purpose. Um, But we chose the word sharing because Merrill a really fun consumer research exercise. One of my favorites is to ask consumers to describe a brand as a person, describe them at a party, like who are they? What are they like? And one of the things we've heard for years and years is that Meryl's like my friend and they're like a guide. They know the things and they want to bring me along with them in those things. And that's why we chose the word sharing because we know something. (laughs) We know that the outdoors Mm. is out there and that it is good for you and it is good for all of us. Mm -hmm. And we want more people to know that. The simple power is because truly, whether you are taking a step out your front door and sitting on your steps in front of your downtown city brownstone, or whether you are opening your back slider door to a mountain range, there is goodness that you will find in the outdoors, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, all of those things. And then the being outside with everyone goes to the point of everyone belongs outside and everyone should feel welcome outside. And we take it really seriously to be a brand that leads the way in the space of being more inclusive in that way. And so it started for us internally and externally. One of the parts of my job is to help create campaigns and marketing programs. And it's, who are we casting as talent? Previously, maybe we were only casting outdoorsy people or people who already knew how to Mm -hmm. hike or already knew how to do that thing. And it requires effort to put in your casting spec. This is who we're looking for. And then to say to your partners, go back and find us different options. You have to put in the work to sort of do that. And so part of it is making sure that who we cast and who we put in our campaigns and in our marketing content is inclusive and representative so that everybody can feel like they are being seen and being reflected in the work that's coming from Merrill. I think another big part of it is the people that we partner with. We're in West Michigan and sometimes it is hard and it's hard everywhere to 
not continuously go to the people you know, like not to just Mm -hmm. default back to the partners that you know, or the people that you work with. And we really have been incredibly fortunate to come alongside some amazing partners in the last number of years that we believe in what they're doing and they believe in what we're doing and we can walk alongside. And sometimes that shows up in the form of marketing partnerships that we are giving them shoes and asking them to test them and asking them to give us feedback. Sometimes that shows up in the form of co-creating products with them. Just this year, we launched an Unlikely Hikers collaboration with Jenny Brusso and her Unlikely Hikers crew. And then also Jordan and Craig, who Jordan mm-hmm. is a Northern Cheyenne artist and launched a collaboration with her that we used her artwork on our shoes. And those are That's just two cool. examples of partners coming from totally different places that we have a shared interest in something and are able to come alongside that. And they have a new platform and we have a new platform. And it's something that I think hopefully comes across as organically because truly it is something that we have a shared interest in. I'd love to circle back and talk a little bit more about sustainability. I feel like you guys are really ahead in the marketplace. And I don't know if that's just because you guys are so great, but like you have some 2025 goals. That's a big deal. Tell us a little bit about what's going on with sustainability, where you guys see yourselves in the marketplace. And is this something that's being driven? Obviously, there's a planetary issue, but do you feel demographically it's being driven by the alphas potentially? Sustainability is one of those things for me, at least, that sometimes feels so big that you're mm-hmm. like, what does this even mean? Yeah. What does it even mean? And what are we even what are we even doing here? And what mm-hmm. can we do? And what's meaningful to do? I think being an outdoor brand like, we have an obligation to make good choices to protect the planet that we have for generations to come. Mm-hmm. We want these trails to be here for our kids and for future generations. And we have an obligation to do that. It really, for us, I think became crystallized because in so many ways, it's about the product that you're building. And so we had made some inroads with the types of materials we were using and things like that. But I think it really became crystallized for the brand when we sat down and drafted what our goals were. Like, what are the areas that we can truly impact? Because otherwise you feel like you're boiling the ocean. Like, it's just so big. And Mm -hmm. so what are the areas that we can truly impact? And for us, for 2025, it's that every single product that we come out with has a sustainable component. Getting to an entirely sustainable shoe is complicated. And it's something Mm -hmm. that we're working towards. But we're like, at the very least, everything that we do, whether it's recycled laces, or recycled like linings, or the footbeds, or using greater recycled content in our outsoles on the bottoms of the shoe or things like that, or to our apparel that our hats and our gloves and our sweatshirts and everything else, that there's some level of sustainability to that in having organic or recycled or renewable materials in it. The other one is reducing the amount of samples that we make. So Mm. in the footwear and apparel industry, you draw a shoe and I am majorly simplifying it. And my design partners would be horrified by how much I'm (laughs) simplifying it. We won't tell. We're breaking it down for us though. We appreciate that. (laughs) Don't tell. But you draw the shoe and then you create somewhat of a template or a mold of the shoe. And then you build the shoe so that you can sort of see if the thing that's in your head and that you drew on a piece of paper shows up in the way that you thought. Like I mentioned earlier, we have partners all over the world. And so we'll create an iteration of the shoe. And then we will make essentially copies of that so that we can send it to our partners in Europe and send it to our partners in Chile and say, is this 
a shoe that's working for you. And then it's like, you come back and you make changes, you make changes, you do another sample, you make changes, you do another sample, you send all those samples out to everyone. And it's big, like Mm -hmm. it ends up once you it doesn't feel it in the seconds that you're doing it. But once you get to the end of a season, you're like, Oh, my goodness, we've made all of these samples. What is a way that we can and it's just waste at that point, because you can't use Mm -hmm. the thing that was a prototype. And so I would have um, never even thought of that. And I would have never yeah. even thought that. Yeah. That's a good point. Our product team has done a really awesome job of saying, what parts of this can be digitized? What parts of this can we do through new technology uh, mm-hmm. that we didn't have however long ago? And then how many samples do we really need? Like photography and 3D rendering and all of that has come so far in the last chunk of years. Do you really need to hold the shoe in order to see it? Or will this photo of it work? And will this 3D render of it work? And so reducing the amount of sampling that we're doing has been another really, really big one. And then saving shoes from ending up in landfills. So Regina Hill on our team did an awesome job of spearheading a program we're calling Retread, which is Mm -hmm. the reuse and recycling program. So in some ways, I appreciate the like, you guys feel like you're out ahead of sustainability. And in so many other ways, I'm like, oh, it does not feel like we're ahead of sustainability. It feels (laughs) like we're trying to keep up with it. Because also, sustainability is a space that's like moving really quickly, too. And so we've been seeing from like a consumer trend. and, And again, what this younger generation is interested in that reusing, buying reused, recycled, and all of that is something that they're interested in. And so Retread is that program for us that we will take back your shoes. We will fix what we can fix and resell what we can resell. We will recycle and send off to have recycled what we can so that we're essentially Mm -hmm. taking shoes out of the landfill. Mm. Wow. Well, and you give a discount, right? If I send my shoe back to you, do you you send me like a little shipping label or how does it work? We do. Um, You can go onto our website and the information will be there and you can send the shoes back to us for free. The other thing that's really cool is if you're near a Merrill store, which we've got about, oh, the stores team is going to be like, you should know this. We've got about 42 to 45 stores and we're opening a handful more this year in the United States. If you're near a Merrill store, any of those stores can help you with that process as well and can collect the shoes there as well. So, but Merrill.com has all of our information and the program that we have built is called Retread. So we'll be right back after a quick break. Jennifer, guess what's coming up and where we get to hang out. What's that, Monica? (laughs) <laughs> the Biophilic Leadership Summit. It's back this March 24th through 26th. Oh my gosh, I cannot wait to see you in person again. It's been way too long. I know, me too. And we invite all our listeners to come to this year's summit. We're going to be exploring biophilic placemaking and how we use biophilic principles to promote health, happiness, and vitality in public spaces. Yes, and I was just reading over the schedule, which I'm very excited about. There are so many great speakers and panels. And when you get to join us, I'll be doing a nature walk and moderating a wonderful panel on activating community spaces with two incredible women, an architect and an urban planner. So this summit is put on by the Biophilic Institute and Biophilic Cities Project. So you can also come meet all of the leading experts in biophilia. And in addition to all incredible multiple presentations... We're going to have all sorts of great farm-to-table meals. 
plus cocktails, some book signings, and lots of networking, which is always a favorite. And it's going to be at your and my favorite place, the Inn at Serenby. Yep, that's one of my favorite places, as you know. So join us in Serenby for the 6th Annual Biophilic Leadership Summit from March 24th to March 26, 2024. And you can learn more about the summit and register today at biophilicsummit.com. That's biophilicsummit.com. We hope to see you there. We'll see you soon. Bye, Jen. Bye. That's very cool. And it looks like I'm just on your website right now. Like Dick's, REI yep. is where I could buy them. There's no Atlanta-based store at this point. Oh, okay. We can do it entirely like online as well. So they will send a label. Perfect. I love it. The shoes, the shoes can come in to you. So yeah, super exciting. That's great. I have a question. Can you, I know there's so many, I've been wanting to talk to you for so long that I have like a million questions that are going through my head right now too, but I want to ask you about the more or less campaign. Can you break yeah. that down a little bit and give us the ethos of how that came to be? Because again, you have so many initiatives and so many cool things happening. I really want to dive yeah. into all of them. This one is really near and dear to me because I am a woman. And so it's something that we saw. Meryl actually, for the last 25 years, has been making footwear that is specific to a female foot and the design. Female feet have higher arches narrower heels and wider space across the, it's called the toe box, but across like where your toes are. And so we have a handful of shoes. The Bravada is one of them. The Siren is another one that are designed with that. And so we've been doing that for many, many years. We were seeing though, that women don't want to wear clunky boots. They don't want to wear, you know, heavy things. And many women are often going from sort of thing to thing to thing to thing. They care about what they look like. And so the bravada was our answer to that. And it is a hiking sneaker, essentially. Mm -hmm. And something that we wanted to design that didn't feel so hiker boot-ish, but that felt like would be easier to wear from here to there. If I am going to or go with girlfriends, like I just had it. I was visiting a girlfriend out in Colorado and we went on a hike and then we went to brunch and the whole thing. So, and the bravado was the shoe that I wore. So anyways, we had these products that were coming out. And at the same time, again, we were like mid pandemic at this point. And I don't know if you guys saw this information come out, but there was a ton of information coming out about how overly burnt out women were in particular, because, mm -hmm. and I know mm -hmm. I experienced this personally, that I had my kids at home. I was working at home, work from home while your kids are there, make you feel like a failure in every which way, because you're not being a good <laughs> worker. You're not being a good worker. You're not being a good mom. You just feel like a failure. And then other things, like even when you're in the office being like, I should go outside and go for a walk. But that means that I'm going to get home 30 minutes later, or I'm going to have to like do this thing later. And so there was all this. And then we saw all this coming from the pandemic and this burnout and stress and all of that for women in particular was just on the rise. The other really interesting thing we saw again, and this is like a global thing because people are more similar than they are different, is the search interest for self-care was like on Google, mm -hmm. like skyrocketing and had this massive increase over the years in markets all over the world. And so this idea of self-care though, often comes in the form of like spa day, 
or like rosé all day, mm. which I love. Yeah, I love those things. <laughs> love them. But we were like, actually, the outdoors, the truly yeah. medical, scientific, best feel good thing to do is to be outside and to move your body, be outside, mm-hmm. move your body. Those two things, hiking, hello, hiking is like the perfect thing. And but hiking in the outdoors was not at all considered a solution. It was not at the top of anybody's mind. And so the crux of the insight and the idea with how do we address this self-care challenge that's going on with women, we want you to get outside and get moving. Meryl has a really authentic space to step into this conversation in the sense of like, how can we make the outdoors a solution for women's self-care? We worked with a really great agency partner, Lafayette American. They're out of Detroit here in Michigan. And they came back with, of course, it's so fun to work with agencies and creative and all of that. Mm -hmm. They give you like so many ways to think about solving a problem. And what they came back with was, I can still picture the slide. When did self-care get so hard? Yes. (laughs) When did it get so hard? Am I supposed to be doing, isn't normal yoga good enough? No, you should do goat yoga. Isn't it like (laughs) lavender, the relaxing scent? No, you should spend thousands of dollars on other home scent remedies. Isn't just washing my face at night good enough? No, you need to have hot stone colors all the time. And it wasn't intended to be a slam on the choices that women are making for their self-care. If bubble baths are your thing, like, I want bubble baths to be your thing. But the slam was on the way that the industry, which is now a multi-billion dollar industry, has made us feel like we can't keep up with the next thing. And that it's all this cost and you need all this complication and you always need to be trying the next, next, next thing in order to be on top of your self-care. And in reality, Mm -hmm. like the outdoors is right out there. And so that was really the grounding and inspiration for more or less that we're like, you don't need more, 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 more. You actually just need to like strip it all away and you need more of less is what you really need. Mm-hmm. So I love that. Yeah. Yeah. That we were able to, to make that. It spoke Thank to me you. Deeply. It spoke to me too. <laughs> it spoke to me too. I think the first time I read the script of the film that we had, I honestly think I had tears in my eyes. I was like, this is really real to me. And again, it was timing in where we were at as a culture and with the pandemic and all of that. And then also just, again, Meryl just has such a real voice in the conversation and an authentic place to be a part of that conversation that it was really fun. And it's something that we're going to continue on with. It's a platform that we're going to continue with. We don't think the conversation is over. And so we're excited to keep on going with that. And I see that, Lindsay, firsthand. You know, I'm here in New York City, and I've always felt that Merrill had that authentic voice. It's not a brand that's not trying to be something that it's not, but it's always been that yeah. thread of the meaningful relationships and conversations and moments can be had just outside your door. You don't have to go far, yeah. just go. I'm going to have one little moment for a backstory of during the pandemic, I was only wearing Merrill shoes because our whole lives, especially in New York City, were outdoors. Either that or you're cooped up in your tiny apartment. But I would only wear my Merrells when I go for my long wellness walks in Central Park, or even if I was outdoor, like all my outdoor dining in the middle of winter, I lived in my Merrells every single day. And my feet were warm. (laughs) So that was like, I love it. (laughs) The best part, because I see so many of my friends like outdoors, like with their like fancy high heel boots, which were fancy and all during a pandemic but they're frozen. And I was like, see, I've got my Merrells yep. on. I'm warm and I'm, I look comfortable and I look stylish. And 
most importantly, I'm warm. So that's my little yeah, side story. It. But as I digress, <laughs> I love it. I love it. I really, during the pandemic, feel for people who lived in urban areas. And truly, those were the times that I was like, your front steps might be all you've got. Your back little deck or your whatever, it might be all you got, but it's good enough. You will get the outdoor benefits just right there. And so I love that story. Yeah, that's great. Well, speaking of fashion, I want to circle back to your mentioning Jordan and Craig. I think I'm saying mm-hmm. your name right. And yeah. so tell us a little bit about that collection. So that's the partnership where this is an artist who you collaborated with her on what sort of a line of a couple of shoes looks like a hat. And did that sort of come out of the inclusivity, inclusivity report? report? And did that come out of that? Tell us how it started and then where you guys are going with it. I can't even remember who on the team sort of had found Jordan's artwork and really was mm-hmm. inspired by not only like how beautiful it is, but what her story is. And she is truly just such a lovely person. She is mm-hmm. such a lovely person. And she had done some partnerships before as well. And so we mm-hmm. reached out to see if this was something that she would potentially be interested in. And she was. And so when upon chatting with her and hearing her story and hearing what was important to her, we selected an assortment of shoes that we were like, these feel like things that track with who she is and where she's Mm -hmm. at. And then proceeded to build a collection with her. And it turned out really, really well. My my seven-year-old son actually loves the hat. Like he has no idea what he's doing. I love that. That's awesome. I do too. It's so cool. Yeah. It's so cute. So he wears it all the time. And then upon talking to Jordan and just hearing her story, like I do think that we have shared sort of perspective on the outdoors and art. She's creating this beautiful art. She wants people to experience it. She knows that everybody's experience with it will be different. We want everybody to experience the outdoors. We know that people's experience with it are going to be different. The thing that's really cool then is that when we partner with people like Jordan, we want it to be authentic and we also want to give it back. We know that we're obviously selling these goods commercially and we want to give back. And one of the causes that was really near and dear to Jordan's heart was the Fort Robinson run which is something that happens every year for them, that they, a group of students, and I was so surprised by how young they are. I think 15 to 22 years old or something. They're like quite young. Do the journey that their ancestors took Mm. when they escaped from Fort Robinson. And it's like a 400 mile run that they do. Mm. So wow, like vans and some of them run and then they get in the van and then they go to the next one and all of that. And so It's something that's really important to her because it honors her legacy and her heritage and keeps that conversation alive and like keeps that conversation moving and being passed on to the next generation. So it doesn't get lost because if you don't talk about things, they will get lost. And that was something that was really meaningful to her. And we loved that for us to come alongside with her on because we're an outdoor active brand. And I was like, we can send them running shoes. We can send them here. This is so perfect. And so, yeah. So it just was one of those things. And it was like, every time you talk to her, you're like, she's so wonderful to work with. And we like, just feel like we have this shared space. And so that run, again, it is really, really interesting and super cool. And felt like it was something that we could authentically participate in with Mm -hmm. them. And so that was how that came to be. As far as what's next... The collection, we had supply chain issues in the last 12, 24 months, just like so, so, so many other people. And so the collection really has just launched 
it's just moving through. I know we already sold out of the fleece, which I was really mad about because I was like, I never got one. I I didn't buy it fast enough. So as for what's next, we'll see. We're still in sort of conversations about how it's all going right now. But in the future, we would love to work with Jordan again or love to work with a partner like Jordan again. And again, it was just so delightful to work with her. So yeah, it's a beautiful collection. We'll definitely, we'll link to it in the show notes. It's so great. Thank you. So talk a little bit more about the generation that's coming up. I mean, I think it is always interesting of people have concerns about getting outside. Is it safe? Are there bugs? Are there animals? Are there people hiding in the woods? Whatever these like things in our heads. And again, it doesn't have to be a destination hike like to Jen's. Yeah. Just get outside. Just walk out your door. Tell us a little bit, where is that demographic, this new generation, this like larger interest, which I think COVID accelerated, right? Yeah. With hiking, getting outdoors. What are your recommendations on getting started? The website's fantastic from a, you Mm -hmm. know, it can give you hiking, walking, like what are you doing? Cold weather, waterproof. But what are the first steps for everybody to get outside? And I don't know, where do we start on all these products? Yeah. It's always easier. Again, this sort of goes back to the whole guide thing and Meryl, like being a friend it's always easier when you've got somebody else to show you the way. And so like, one of the things that I think is so interesting is, and I did see this happen during the pandemic, that friends of ours who normally we would go to each other's houses and have a glass of wine or whatever else, or we would go for a quick walk or the kids would go watch a movie together. We'd be like, Mm -hmm. actually, do you want to go see this park and go for a hike here? And it was like, yeah, we should do that. That's really fun. And so bringing somebody else Mm -hmm. along to go do that with you Mm -hmm. is like most people and certainly our target consumer prefers Mm -hmm. outdoor time spent with family and friends, hands down, spend outdoor time with family and friends. The other one that's been a really big resource for even me, because even when I came into Merrill, I, and I still wouldn't say today that I'm like Miss Outdoorsy. If you were like, you're going to go sleep on a mountaintop all by yourself, I'd be like, no, <laughs> I'm not going to. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I, I don't love, know if I quite want to do I that. Think, yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. But I love being outdoors. And my preferred favorite form of outdoors is at the beach. We live on Lake Michigan. It's 45 minutes nice. away. And my kids and my husband and I, we love to go there all the, all the time. And that's our preferred. A huge resource though, when it comes to like hiking or where do I hike or how do I do this is the app All Trails. Oh, yes. Love all trails. A-L-L-P-R-A-L-S. It is so great. And it is Mm -hmm. so simple. You can be like, I'm here right now. And they'll Mm -hmm. be like, there's this trail, this trail, this trail. And it's this trail is 1.2 miles long. And then you can like read on it. Like you can see people who are like, I pushed a baby stroller on this. And that was (laughs) so important for me. When Yeah, when I had small kids, because I was like, they're not going to make it very far. And one of those all-terrain strollers, you really can muscle it through. So it's a really great app and one that all of a sudden you're like, wait, there's all this stuff right around me. It's so close to me. Like I never even knew. That's the thing I think that's always the most surprising to me when I'm on there. And then the other thing is Meryl is doing things like launching our Meryl Hiking Club. Mm. And the goal of Mm. our Meryl Hiking Club was a little bit to start to engage with, we did it as part of our women's initiatives. And it has started with all women, but, and I love this, right? When you go shopping on sites now for clothes and you're like, where's the model who looks sort of like me or like in your Mm -hmm. reviews, I love it when you can filter and be like, where's someone who's about my age and is saying they weigh about the same that I do so that they can tell me how this needs to fit. So it's sort of that Mm -hmm. concept, but taken a little bit further. 
And having these women say, this is who I am. This is what I'm like. This is where I hike, how I hike, how I get into hiking and all of those things. And so you either can be like, where's somebody who's sort of near me in the area that I am and how do they come to this? Or where's somebody who is maybe sort of like me that they can give me some tips on how this is supposed to go. It's a fairly new initiative. So we're starting off fairly small. and love that. that. This is something that we can just build and grow over time. And then along with that, it's what are the shoes that I'm supposed to wear doing this? Can mm-hmm. you get out and yes. go for a yes, walk yes, in a pair yes. of flip-flops? Absolutely, you can. Will you maybe have a blister at the end of it? Potentially, yes, you will. So, um, <laughs> so from our perspective too, the shoes that we make and the shoes that we would recommend to people for spending time outside or going hiking, really, it depends on who you are. Mm-hmm. Some people like really sturdy shoes. It makes them feel secure and it makes them feel safe and all of that. Other people like really flexible shoes because they're light and agile and all of those things. And so we really do make the whole gamut for everybody. And it depends on what your preference is. We'll be right back after a quick break. What's all around you, almost everywhere you look and makes your life better? Birds. Learn all about these beautiful creatures in this wonderful new podcast called Birds of a Feather Talk Together. Two experts guide two newbies on their journey to learn more. Mallard ducks, ivory-billed woodpeckers, Hawaiian honeycreepers, blue jays, cardinals, sandhill cranes, and more. Each week we discuss a different bird and walk away with a better understanding of the birds all around us. Oh, and we have a ton of fun doing it. Listen now. You're going to like learning about these birds. I guarantee it. I love what Monica just said too, and that you're just saying, well, especially during COVID, I loved watching Monica grab friends and she'd always mm-hmm. take pictures on her walks. I mean, you're living the most idyllic place ever, Monica, and Sarah B, where there's nature all around you. But I love that you always mm-hmm. shared, like you're grabbing people to walk with you and showing that you're doing it. And Lindsay, does Meryl ever ask people like to share their pictures or to kind of share like other moments with family members or friends or colleagues outdoors? Do you initiate that conversation yes. with your customers? Yeah, we definitely try to initiate that. And it sort of depends on what initiatives we have going on. So an example that's coming to mind really quickly was last May was Mother's Day in the United States, obviously. Mm -hmm. And we know that part of getting outdoors, if you are introduced to the outdoors at a young age, as a kid or in your youth, you are way more likely to continue outdoor participation and connection into your adulthood. And many people who you Mm -hmm. meet who are like, what was your first outdoor experience? Either it started in their youth or they were like, my significant other was into this or I became friends with somebody who started doing this. I have a Mm -hmm. babysitter right now who I'm like, how did you get into this? And she's, I don't know. I just met this girl in my dorm and she said, let's go do this. And here I am. (laughs) That's perfect. That's so great. That's perfect. Yeah. So anyways, the initiative we did last year for Mother's Day was an intergenerational one, which is like, Mm. what are the lessons that have been passed on? What did your mother teach you about the outdoors or what are you trying to pass on Mm -hmm. to the next generation about the outdoors and ask them to share that. And of course, if you shared, you could be entered to win a really cool prize pack of women-friendly, female-friendly things. And so that was really fun. Otherwise, we do things like last year, we just launched our new version of the Moab, which the Moab is like Ooh, our I number love the Moab. one mm-hmm. franchise hiking boot. All summer long, we had been seeding the product to everyone from Julianne Huff to outdoor lovers. 
and then asked people to post the content consistently, like upon the launch of the shoes, mm-hmm. so that it felt like you were seeing all of the new great things that were coming out of the Moab. So we sort of do it both ways, whether it's tied to something specific like Mother's Day or other things, or we've got a new product that's launching that we're really excited about that we are asking people to post and give us conversation about. Yeah, I absolutely love that. We know that other people's recommendations is so much of why we, whatever, move somewhere, buy something, try a new restaurant, whatever, new lipstick. So I think that that's huge. One of the things is you brought up the Moab and what was the other one was the the other really popular one that you were just telling me that you wore to the... The Oh, the bravada. The bravada. The bravada. bravada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys have also a line of, obviously, hiking boots are huge, all Mm -hmm. the outdoor stuff. But there's also sort of the barefoot line. Can you share a little bit about that? Because Jen, I know, has been a big fan of those. And I feel like Mm -hmm. people are confused about what that means as a category, (laughs) right? Yeah, totally. I have a pair as well. And so just tell me like what your thoughts are and why it's beneficial to buy one. or Because they look great, too. They do. So years ago, I don't even know how many years ago, we saw an uptick in barefoot running. And Mm -hmm. it was probably like 10 to 12-ish years ago, probably. There was that big book that came out. Yeah. And people were really starting to get into it for like Mm -hmm. foot health. And it really spurred out of this running movement. And I can remember seeing people running barefoot. I think I showed up to watch a cousin run a marathon or something. Mm -hmm. And there were people crossing the finish line like barefoot. And I was like, that's a lot. That's really serious. It's a lot. Mm -hmm. At the time, there wasn't a ton of shoe Mm -hmm. options that could give Mm -hmm. you truly barefoot experience that were like super commercial. And so it started for us back then. We were very early, early on in it. And the trend of barefoot has sort of gone up and down as all trends do. Sometimes you're in maximalist phases and sometimes you're in minimalist phases. But the reality is, is that there is a core set of consumers who really prefer the fit and feel and experience of barefoot running. I'll tell you, I've seen the articles both ways on the true foot health Mm -hmm. of barefoot that to a degree, and I think it feels sort of logical to me that it's like the natural way that your foot has Like when you're barefoot, you're walking in a more natural way and all of those things. So I think that there's definitely some to that. There's conflicting opinions on every which way, but some people truly do find barefoot shoes and essentially a barefoot shoe. We coined the phrase barefoot, barefoot running, Mm -hmm. and it's our barefoot collection. It is minimalist running, which means that we've stripped out most of the materials. It's very low, Mm -hmm. low, low cushion. And so some people like lots of cushion and this is very low cushion shoes and it's going to give you a stride Mm -hmm. that feels very natural to when you're walking barefoot. My sister-in-law is a vet and she is like, these shoes are the best. She loves working in them because for her, they're very comfortable for standing all day and like things like that. And so it's always interesting to me because I say everybody's feet are different. They really Mm -hmm. are different. But barefoot has been like a really strong and consistent thing for us. We're seeing some of it uptick a bit as the running category is growing again. And also Uh we're seeing uptick because we're seeing that people just truly prefer it and they're wanting to wear it Uh more casually, like in their everyday lives. Yeah, I definitely love them. And I love the idea because when I first tried it, it was almost like a shock, a little bit like, oh, because I'm so used to so much cushion. And so many yeah, of our uh-huh. shoes that this was like, oh my gosh, I'm grounding more and I feel closer to, I can feel like I can move my feet 
which I want to, yeah. be able yeah. to move my toes and mm-hmm. I can actually feel my toes and my shoes. So I was loving the fact as also a walker and a runner that I could use these and experience like a different feeling and sensation. I can actually feel my body mm-hmm. in my shoes. Yes. It was lovely. Yes. That's what we hear from a lot of people. And I think it's interesting too. I think a lot of people will use them for cross training because it'll strengthen mm-hmm. different muscles. It'll strengthen different muscles mm-hmm. in your feet and your legs and your hips and all of that. And so even if you're like, I'm not going to run in these every single day, like if you're running them a couple of times, it's just going to give you different muscle tension. Well, and to your sister's point, they're just great looking. And if they're yeah. comfortable, yeah. like you don't have to run in them. You can just wear right. them in yeah. fashion. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's so true. <laughs> As we're wrapping up here, is there anything that we haven't covered or you want to share or talk about? You know, it's just such a fabulous brand. I think the only other thing that maybe we haven't totally touched on that I just think is really an interesting time and place for outdoor brands and especially ours is just the fashion element of what's Mm. happening in style. And it's interesting, like fashion over time, there's always some utilitarian angle. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's Mm -hmm. workwear and sometimes it's denim and sometimes it's whatever. And for the last couple of years, we've really seen this Gorp core idea coming through, which is this outdoorsy, Mm -hmm. utilitarian. And sometimes when something utilitarian comes into fashion, it comes and goes really quickly. And this one is like staying a bit longer, which we're really excited about. I personally am super excited for us to move out beyond just athleisure. Like the yoga Mm. pants, athleisure trend, still love it, still wear them all the time. But I'm excited for us to be like, for fashion to be moving into some of these really interesting places and utilitarian and higher fashion and all of that being sort of all jumbled up. I just think it's a really interesting mm-hmm. time. And Meryl is at a point that we're able to be in some of these conversations. What I think is so cool is when brands do it really well, they're not giving up anything of who they are and sort of the trustworthiness of their authenticity or any of those things to go and participate in some of these other ways, like with fashion. And what makes me excited about it is that it further allows us to introduce Meryl and introduce the outdoors to people who maybe would have never come across us or been interested in us before. And so Mm, when Meryl really steps into the lifestyle space and into the fashion space, I also view it as an opportunity for us to be introducing even more people to the outdoors and to the simple power that there is outdoors. So that's the only other space that as for Maryland right now, I'm just really excited to see continue to grow and see where that goes. Yeah. And you guys have, besides all the shoes, you do have clothing and accessories too. So that's something that people should definitely dig into. So we can't recommend the brand enough. It's great (laughs) stuff. You know, to your point, it's great looking and it's utilitarian, which you kind of want both. And it makes me, as I'm staring at the website, I'm like, I want five pairs and I need to get out on the trail. It's so stylish. There's a pair of sneakers that are multi. I have one I recently got this year that are multicolor that have, I forgot the name of them. They're in my bedroom somewhere, but they're like multicolor shoes. And I get so many every time I wear them because they're very fashionable. And yeah. being this mm-hmm. new place in, in life for me, I'm not wearing heels really anymore. And I'm looking for stylish shoes and sneakers that I can wear. And those sneakers are the ones I wear all the time that people are like, Oh, those are so colorful and so joyful. What are those? I'm like, they're Meryl. Yeah. <laughs> they're yeah. Meryl. They're stylish and fashionable and fun and everyone can wear them. And like you said, it's like these kind of like micro moments of introducing people to style and fashion and comfort and purpose 
So it also yeah. helps bring that conversation to be like why people should get outside just for the excitement and the enjoyment and for the health reasons and the conversations to continue, which is so powerful. I love it. Yes, it's so true. I couldn't agree with you more. Well, Lindsay, thank you so much yeah. for your time. This has it been has joyful. Been a pleasure to meet you and come to New York, come to Serenby, come see us yeah. and come hike with us. Yeah, thank please. you. I am always giddy at the chance to just talk about the outdoors and Merrill and what we're trying to do. And because like I said, it feels really personal to me, like raising my kiddos. Mm -hmm. And I'm just excited. I'm so excited when other people are excited about it too. And I appreciate the time and the opportunity so much. Of course. Thank you. Thanks, Lindsay. Thank you. Bye. So Jennifer, I thought that was a really interesting conversation, especially as someone in marketing. Merrill is such a well-known and respected brand, but I really didn't know much about their philosophy or the amazing work they're doing behind the scenes with sustainability and inclusivity. Yes, I agree. I was really impressed by Lindsay's openness when talking about their sustainability efforts. Like it's not perfect and they aren't using regenerative or sustainable materials 100% of the time, but they are actively seeking out ways to make their products better with some pretty lofty goals set for themselves in a pretty short amount of time. That stood out to me as well. And I think often people take this all or nothing approach to climate or sustainability. You know, it's too hard to do everything. So sometimes we do nothing. We get paralyzed. But talking to Lindsay about Merrill reminded me of our conversation at the end of last season with Paige Najame from the Carbon Almanac. You don't have to be perfect or do all the things to get started to make an impact. Just take those little things piece by piece. Yes, absolutely. Oh my gosh, I love that too. The other thing I wanted to talk about is the more or less campaign. I feel like I could just go on and on about that concept. It was really interesting to me. Yeah, I love that question. You know, when did self-care get so hard? Oh my gosh, exactly the same. Self-care has become this trillion dollar industry where women especially feel like they have to constantly keep up with the latest thing just for self-care. And it's literally the antithesis of real self-care. Well, I love that a consumer brand is taking that stance. Same here. So it's very simple yet powerful and true that getting outside is one of the best ways to truly practice self-care. We didn't really get too much into that in the interview, but I wanted to point our listeners to the show notes where we linked Merrill's inclusivity report, which is an amazing read, very extensive and impressive about the barriers that keep people from participating in the outdoors or from feeling like they can participate. Yes, it's really a great in-depth and well-researched read. And just to see like a brand like Merrill really exploring how they can connect with more people rather than just relying on the traditional outdoorsy types, which can sometimes be an exclusive club, even if they don't mean to be. Yep. So we highly recommend checking that out. All right, Jennifer, talk soon. Bye, Monica. Thanks so much for listening. And if you're enjoying the podcast, we would love for you to follow us on your favorite podcast app. Give us a five-star rating and please leave us a review. It really goes such a long way towards helping us reach a wider audience and sharing these amazing interviews and solutions with the world. Absolutely. So thanks so much for following and reviewing the podcast. And we'll be back with another amazing interview in two weeks. You're now a part of the Biophilic Movement.